All right. Thank you, Kay, for being our reader this week. You pronounced all of those names flawlessly, by the way. All right, so we have for you today a children's message for adults, or really for whoever you are, whatever age you are. So those of you that are Unity regulars, you know the children's message drill. We have a bag. In the bag we have an object or objects, and somehow the object connects to the lesson that we're learning about in our Bible today. So first, our Bible lesson, and then we can get to what's in the bag. So the Bible lesson that we just heard, these Jesus instructions to his disciples, as he sends them out to do his work. And because we've been given this reading at the start of the Pentecost season, which is the season that's all about us figuring out how to live faithfully in response, I think it's safe to assume that this passage is meant to be instructions for us in some way of the work Jesus wants us to do. So, what is the work Jesus wants us to do? What does it mean to be a disciple, a follower, a Christian, and not like what does it mean intellectually, but what does it look like? How do we live it? So that's the Bible passage. Now let's see what's in the bag. A couple things didn't fit. We have this rather lovely model of our solar system. We have, let's see, ah yes, this very stylish pair of sunglasses. We have, this one's kind of small, I don't know if you can see it. This is a rechargeable battery, nine volt, I believe. We have uh, this little mirror. Ignore the makeup, it's a mirror. And last but certainly not least, we have this lovely uh, frog-shaped bubble machine complete with bubble mixture. All right, can't wait to see what these have to do with our life of faith. So let's start with this solar system. This model, by the way, uh, was made by four-year-old Cadence and eight-year-old Dane Valdivinos as a quarantine project. So thanks to both of you for loaning it to us for this weekend. And um, so Cadence and Dane could probably tell us that at the center of our solar system is, of course, the sun and all the other planets rotate around the sun. But we know that for a long, long time, everyone believed that our planet Earth was actually at the center of our solar system and everything revolved around us. And... Um, it was really, really hard to change people's thinking about that. It took like uh, over 200 years for people to shift. That is exactly the kind of shift in thinking that we need to do to become followers of Jesus, right? To take ourselves out of the center of our own universe and put God and the way of Jesus there instead. Now that's a tall order, right? When I was growing up and when I was kind of being a punk, my mom would look at me and say, Muriel, the universe. It's not, this isn't instinctive at all for us to do this, but, but this is the challenge. This is the call, right? To say um, in all things, okay, it's not about me and what I want. This is about God and what God wants. And so all of it, our schedules, our spending, our work, our words, all of it is meant to gravitate around the all-inclusive, other-centered, restorative, reconciling, redeeming pull of God in Jesus. Okay, here's our solar system. Object two, our sunglasses. So being a follower of Jesus means trying to see things 
the way that God sees things. So think of it as putting on a new pair of glasses um, that helps you see things differently. And it's like when you put them on, you can go from seeing in three dimensions to seeing in four. Everything that we see has this added layer of depth, of meaning. There's so much more um, to what's going on in our world than what we see with just our own eyes. And so um, think of like just everything around us having this, this moreness to it when we see it through the lens of our faith. So think of like um, a tree is not just a tree. It is a gift to us from a God who loves us and loves to give us good things. And a random person on the bus, not just a random person on the bus. They are our brother, our sister, our sibling in Christ. A prayer, not just words. It's an unbreakable bond between me and the person who prays the prayer and the God who hears it. And death, when it comes, not a period, but merely a comma a pause, a breath, a new beginning. Okay, so taking ourselves out of the center of our own universe, trusting that there is so much more at work in our world than what we can see and hear and taste and touch with our five senses. Now, there's one other idea that I wanted to capture about being Jesus people uh, but I, I couldn't think of an object that was just quite right for it. Um, but it's, it's this idea that, um, that everything we have is a gift. Um, everything we have is meant to be shared. Um, that we can only give what we have already received. And that our main job is just to keep passing it all on. Does that make sense? So like, if we have received forgiveness and experienced grace in any way, then we're able to extend that same grace and forgiveness to the people around us. Or if we have found strength, then we use our strength to strengthen the people around us. If we have found our voice, we use our voice to lift up the voices of the people around us. If we have been extravagantly blessed, then we turn around and just as extravagantly share all of those blessings that we've received. So I couldn't quite think of any one object that seemed just right to capture that idea of giving and receiving, of passing on, of being a conduit. All of these other things are just kind of attempts to get at that, but none of them seem quite right. Like, you know, we thought maybe a battery, especially a rechargeable one, because it, like, its sole purpose is you know, to take charge in and then pass that on to power something else. Uh, or a mirror, you know, which reflects back that which comes into it. Or, of course, the bubble machine, where you pour in the bubble solution, and then out comes all these bubbles. Let's give it a try. Okay, the bubbles were a bit of a stretch. We just really wanted an excuse to release bubbles on the screen. But anyways, none of these seemed, um, I don't know, none of them seemed quite right. So. If you can think of anything that seems like a good fit, um, tell us. You can comment if you're watching this on the Facebook page or send us an email or whatever. Um, it did occur to me that the music uh, that Josh and Melissa shared with us, The Prayer of St. Francis, that actually comes pretty close. But the image that kept coming back to my mind over and over again was this game called Quack Diddly Oso. It is a real thing. I didn't make it up. Uh, it's a game that we often play in El Salvador, 
and most often when we're visiting Rutilio Grande, which is that rural community. And so every trip, a lot of you know, every trip to Rutilio Grande involves our hosts taking us up um, this big hill or like more like a small mountain called Cerro Chino that's right outside the town of Rutilio. And um, it's quite a trek to get up to the top. So unless you're one of the like freakishly agile and energetic Rutilio kids or uh, Matt Hilgart, who I think ran straight up it in like 14 minutes or something crazy like that, right, John? Uh, but anyways, if you're not, if you're just like a normal person, getting to the top of Cerro Chino is at least an hour of grueling hiking up these little cow trails that zigzag back and forth up the mountain. But when you get up to the top, number one, there's an amazing view. And number two, there is uh, this little grove of trees that provides some much needed shade and the perfect place to play games. So this is one of the games that we often play there. And, and what you do is uh, you form a circle. So Salvadorans and visitors are all interspersed and, and um, you put out your hands on either, to either side. Um, and so with our hands connected, uh, we do a motion like this to pass a clapping rhythm around the circle together. Now, when we say it like that, it sounds really beautiful and serene. Uh, <laughs> it's not really, it's actually uh, playful and fast and super competitive. Um, you go faster and faster and the circle gets smaller and smaller and the faster you can slap the person next to you, the longer you're gonna be able to stay in the game. But actually, Sam Ranney found a clip of us doing this so you can see it. And uh, here's what it looks like. So that's Quack Delioso. Um, but if, just for a moment, set aside the, the competitive part um, and just think about the circle and who's in it uh, and think about our, our connected hands. Think about the rhythm and the motion being passed from hand to hand to hand. That's our call. That's who we're called to be. So, may we live it. May we notice the people that are around us. And, and may we see everything that we've been given. May we find some way to pass it on. May we trust that there is always so much more going on than we see at first glance. And may we trust most of all that God is right there at the center of it all. And then may we live accordingly. Amen.